Hello, lovely people, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlock with Think Chat, and welcome to Confession number 94, Designing and Assessing Our Inquiry Framework. This will be over sections 2.6 to 2.8 in Kath Murdoch's book, Getting Personal with Inquiry Learning. Now, this week, we're going to look at various scaffolds that will support and assess our use of inquiry within our practice. For newer teachers, we're going to explore some systems that may help you get started and give you some multiple entry points. For others who've been doing this for a minute, we're going to examine ways to deepen our practice so learners can take more agency in your classroom. I want to give a big shout out to Katie Polson, who hosted our book club this past week. She had to battle breakout room issues expiring Zoom links and time constraints. We were really able to unpack this section of the book and I know it was due to her passion uh, for this work. So let's get started by looking at the pedagogy of inquiry. From the onset, Kath makes a compelling statement that stopped me in my tracks. Then I had to take a moment to reflect and then I had to connect it to other ideas. This is what she said. How we teach matters. How we teach not only influences learner achievement, it also shapes the way learners think about themselves as learners and the way they think about the nature of learning itself. Take a moment to pause about that quote. Think about it. How we teach sets up a child's learning identity for life. Not that that's important or anything. <laughs> and I think this is why true educators went into this profession because they knew it was their calling to shape young minds. But they also knew that with that right of becoming a teacher, there was a heavy responsibility, a mantle put on our shoulders of how we design the learning experience so that we create thoughtful, caring people who can go out and make a difference in the world. I still remember things that educators said in passing. They didn't even really know that I was listening, that have shaped my identity as an adult learner, that I still go back to. And Kath continues, the metaphor of artistry has long resonated with me as an educator. Viewing pedagogy as an art takes it beyond the mechanistic, technical, formulaic, and recognizes that teaching is a responsive act. It requires a willingness to receive as well as give, to be spontaneous as well as planned, and to always be open to new ways of thinking and being in response to what we observe and hear. When I hear this, I think of a dynamic unit that has been planned. Yes, there are wonderful engagements there, but there's flexibility and flow for learner ideas to take it off course. And we're still gonna to get to our content objectives at the end, but how we get there is driven by learning, curiosity, wonderings, and excitement. Doesn't that sound fabulous way to learn? My goodness. And I instantly made a connection to List, uh, Misty Patterson's book, Pop-Up Studio, Responsive Teaching for Today's Learners. She describes what it means to be a pedagogical artist. 
Um, she takes from Merriam-Webster's definition, a teacher or schoolmaster, and adds it to Godin's definition in 2020, an artist, a human who makes change happen by doing generous work that might not work. And together, when you think about it, you have what's called a pedagogical artist. And she says, being an artist speaks to the combination of talent, skill, craft, point of view that brings new light to old problems. Being a pedagogical artist then acknowledges that teaching is a generous creative process that when successful transforms someone. Don't you love that? That is on page 11 and 12 of Pop-Up Studio. That just sings to my heart. It just sings to my heart because I want to be a, I want to continue to be a pedagogical artist, whatever form that might be, because I love the idea that it's blending of teaching and learning to create something magical. And when I'm picturing this in my mind, I'm seeing the blending of multiple ideas, materials, and experiences to create something new. Ah, that's just so beautiful. And one of my favorite items in this section is a self-assessment tool that Kath um, titles, How Would You Rate Your Pedagogy? Use this self-assessment tool to reflect on your current pedagogy and identify areas for some personal inquiry of your own. How amazing. And I just love this tool because you know me, I am a big advocate of a success criteria in setting goals. And when I saw this self-assessment tool, I instantly saw a success criteria. Why? Because, actually I didn't, to be honest. It was through the group discussion that the idea of utilizing this as success criteria came to mind, to be honest. And not just for self, but as a whole school. So why does that, why did it resonate with me? So in this um, self-assessment uh, tool, uh, Kath has certain things that require, that elements that need to be there in order for inquiry to happen. So release, and then cultivate curiosity, grow learning assets, question, and so forth. Within each area, so like release, she has a paragraph um, that you would kind of assess yourself against. So I'm going to read just one. Throughout my teaching, I continuously work to release responsibility to learners. I design learning tasks that emphasize investigation. Learners are engaged in tasks that require them to do some figuring out. This frees me to instruct on a one-on-one -on -one and a small group basis at the point of need. Learners are actively involved in learning tasks rather than being passive recipients of teacher talk. Learners are involved in co-constructing their learning experiences. I listen more than I talk and ask more than I tell. Wow, right? And then you assess yourself. Are you beginning at this? Are you developing? Are you proficient? Are you leading? And so if you were proficient or leading, I would think that that was a good thing. That means that you 
understand what's going on. If you are beginning and developing, that's a good thing because that means that you're owning where you are in the process and that you are trying to actively move forward. It doesn't matter where you are in this process because this is about you and supporting you and your development of um, inquiring your practice. So how would I use this as a whole school success criteria? From a teacher's perspective, I'd complete the self-assessment tool and identify my growth area to create a goal, right? Well, and I also might first look at my successes um, because that really is where you should start. So maybe I might have, uh, when I'm looking at that descriptor paragraph, green for, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Yellow for, I'm growing in this and leave it at that. And you don't have to highlight the whole thing right? Because we take goals one step at a time. So I would then um, look at which one of my yellows, so maybe I have one or two yellows highlighted, that that's going to be my grow area, right? And that's, that's why maybe I'm developing, maybe, and so maybe I'm beginning developing proficient or leading, how it might be. So you go through the different 10 areas and possibly do that. Then from a school leader perspective, I would be examining the different areas where teachers have highlighted, right? And within a shared learning space, uh, whether that's in the office, the teacher room, I would have these descriptors up and I'd have pictures of teachers that are leading in these various areas. Does that make sense? So take the different statements and whatever areas that teachers feel they're leading in that, highlight them under the descriptor of release, for instance. And now those that are making a goal, they have now someone they can go to that where this is their strength. Does that make sense? So I have the descriptor. I have pictures above of people who are leading and specifically where they're leading, okay? Because not everyone's gonna be able to lead the whole paragraph. Just like that one sentence. And if that's where I've made my goal in the school space, I now have a person I can go to and say, hey, this is my area of growth. I want to become better at this. I notice that you're leading in this area. Can you help me to understand how you develop this practice on your own? What are some strategies or can you clarify or can I come see you model teach? Isn't this a fantastic way to build school culture and relationships? Because everyone is going to be good at something. Everyone even if they're a new teacher, because they've learned things in life, right? Can you tell that this is my favorite tool? I'm just loving this. And I don't know if Kat just knew that she was designing this, all right, when she put it to, to print. So now let's pivot towards leading to, or sorry, learning to inquire. You know inquiry is happening in a classroom when learners are able to speak of it freely without teacher support. 
In a recent school visit, Kath engaged with learners who were just learning how to inquire on their own. And one of the learners' reflections was priceless. This is what they said. Well, you have to start by thinking about what you already know. That's kind of like tuning in to what's in your brain already. Then you might have more questions, and then you need to do some finding out. And you can find out in lots of different ways. It depends on what you are investigating. You have to think about it all and kind of sort it out in your head and show what you're thinking because your thinking changes. You take action when you do something with what you have learned. Priceless, right? I'm just like, I want that child in my room, thank you very much. And this is the language we want from our learners as they develop into their roles of inquirers. They should grapple with the process since inquiry is messy, fluid, and multifaceted. We can begin the process through shared inquiries, such as a PYP unit of inquiry or a unit of study. Cass says, shared inquiries that involve a class or cohort of learners inquiring together can be a helpful way to build this collective language and understanding, particularly beyond the er the early years. So thinking about that, my friends, how are we developing this language? To assist with shared and personal inquiries, Kath shares her revised inquiry cycle. Now it's considered a journey where different entry points are flexible. In our breakout room, we had a discussion about, you know, because the IB is saying that they want to uh, move away in the PYP from inquiry cycles, since many of them are quite rigid in, or stuck in certain stages. You have to do this and then this and then this. And one of my teammates reminded me that for new teachers in the PYP, an inquiry cycle provides security until the teacher is able to wield it on their own. And I have to concur. And Kath added to this idea. She said there's a, an enormous variety in the way people go about investigating questions and issues of interest and significance to them. However, models and frameworks such as this one's, um, this one, sorry, depicted here can help learners talk about the process they are using and can provide a useful common anchor for dialogue about the design of a personal project. And language, as we know, is everything. If we don't have the system in place um, for the language to be used, that's when children get hung up. So how can we move this forward? We're going to grow our learning assets. Mannion and McAllister state, as well as building subject knowledge, education is a process of self-actualization helping every young person find their feet, find their voice, and work towards becoming the best version of themselves as they can be. This quote sums up why I became a teacher. I wanted to help my learners to see their potential and provide them tangible skills that they can reuse in the future. In the PYP, we call these, uh, these kind of skills or uh, ways of approaching learning just that approaches to learning or ATLs. They are skills that learners take on themselves to become independent thinkers and inquirers. We have five categories of ATL skills, thinking, research, communication, self-management, and social. 
And in her book, Kath adds a sixth category, which is collaborator. Listen to this beautiful description. Sorry, it's not a collaborator. It's a contributor. Major difference. I am a contributor. I am courageous and responsible. I try to use my learning to make a positive difference to my life and the life of others. I'm aware of these skills, talents, and perspectives I have and, I, and how I can bring these to a group. I think about how I can be helpful to others both in my local and global context and take action where I can. I try to make ethically responsible decisions. I don't know about you, but when I read that, my heart melted a little bit. <sighs> Gosh, because this isn't this the like our ultimate goal as an educator to get students to become better learners, right? We want them to become better little people. And I'm aware of that this is a lot. And can you imagine if all learners knew their talents and were able to contribute them to the world? This is why we work so hard as we do to make it happen in every corner of the earth. This is the ultimate payoff when, because this work becomes insurmountable. As an adult, I'm still growing in my learning assets. At times I doubt my own capabilities and my own touch on the world. I want to do so many things, but I wonder if I'm doing it, uh, uh, you know, right, or is it good enough? And when I listen to the descriptors above and in this book, it helps me to reset and know, hey, I'm on my own pathway and that's good enough. And as my friend Joe Mobley says, teaching is a 30 year journey of self-discovery. And every time I read, engage with others and reflect, I'm continuing on the journey that was outlined for me. And the same is for you. So let's keep it up, my friends. You are creating an impact just by listening to this podcast episode and reading and engaging with Cass' work. We're in this together, my friends. And let's just keep making a difference in these little kids' lives. Love you to bits.